The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Warning. This episode contains foul language, violence against children, discussions of suicide, violence against adults, and general gore. paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. Each week we sit down with one of our friends and talk about something weird. My name is Ashley and today I'm joined as usual by my beautiful co-host Lauren. And last week we sat down with stand-up comedian Justin Foster to talk about the weirdest parts of Texas. Last week, we got to talk about strange Texan monsters, and Justin retold the twisted tale of the 51-day Waco siege. And this week, the three of us are together again, and we're going to be talking about more Texas murders and some very bonkers spooky haunts in the Lone Star State. Um, You know, one thing I wanted to address before we get into this episode is something that I've had to touch on before in some of our darker episodes. Look, in this episode, you're going to hear stories about beheading children, suicides, drug addiction, prostitution, and generally horrible things that have really happened to real life people. And if we're laughing and making jokes, it's because one, this is a comedy podcast. And two, if you're not laughing, you're crying, which isn't technically accurate. You can also be doing neither, but you know what I'm saying. We are not laughing at these people. We are not making fun of these people. We are not laughing at the fact that they died or that they killed themselves. That's that's horrible and that's not what we're doing. We are simply telling each other stories and trying to make as light of the situation as possible. If we offend you for any reason, please know that that's never our intention. And if we ever truly cross the line, we are genuinely sorry. Just not sorry enough to stop laughing. Um, And just like last week, stay tuned after the episode to check out a clip from Justin Foster's debut comedy album, Dangerless, which you can find on iTunes and Spotify. We're planning our summer episode schedule, so if you have any topics that you're just dying to hear covered, shoot us a message on Instagram or Facebook or email us at keepitweirder at gmail.com. Make sure that's keepitweirder because... You know, keep it weird was taken. Keep it weirder at gmail.com. Okay, enough jibber jabber. Let's get to the show. We will see you in two weeks.
Okay, so the Texas Killing Fields. One, they made a movie about it. It was bad. What's Don't it watch it. Texas Killing Fields. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh, I see. Fifty first date. <laughs> yeah. Listen, thought there might be some creativity, but there wasn't. Syriana. Um, <laughs> it Sam Worthington, which is probably mistake number one. Sure, is the lead. Not a good choice. But Jeffrey Dean Morgan's in it. Oh, who's wonderful. I like him. And I don't remember the girl. But anyways, it's not very good. Okay. Unfortunately, it has like a thirty-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. No. I'd skip it. Rough. But. Texas Killing Fields, over 30 bodies of young women and girls have been found since 1970 in the area bordering the Calder Oil Field, a mile away from Interstate Highway 45. Even more young women and girls have disappeared from this area, like never to be found again. Wow. So it's believed that many of the murders are the work of serial killers. Most of the victims are female, age 10 to 25, and they have similar features, hmm. similar hair, similar oh, wow. like body types, etc. Um, very few of these murders have ever been solved. The last two bodies found were both Jane Doe's, and they were found in 1986 and 1991. Oh. One suspect, those weren't the last people to go missing. They were okay. just the last bodies found. Gotcha. One suspect was Edward Harold Bell, who was 72 years old in 2011. He wrote a letter to the police in 1998 saying he had murdered 11 girls in Galveston County. He was a longtime suspect, but they didn't have enough evidence to prosecute him. And he could have just been a wacko admitting to crimes. He didn't yeah, commit. sure. Yeah, yeah. People like, do no, it. Yeah. <clears throat> and then they have William Lewis Reese, who's a 58 year old Texas man who has been named a suspect in four of the murders and charged with three of them, a 19-year-old, a 17-year-old, and a 12-year-old. He was serving a 60-year sentence for kidnapping when he led police to the remains of two of the girls in 2015. Sad. He has not since confessed to more murders, though. And at this point, you're going to jail for the rest of your life. Like right. they would, th- and you've already led them. Yeah, you think without you just needing admit to, to so you more. Think you'd so admit to so more. he so, led them, t- and there was, but there was more. But there's like upwards of thirty. He's like, yeah, I didn't do that. So he didn't so, do that. These two are me. These two me. These two me. But uh, I don't not know the rest. Not the ones the rest. over yeah. there. I'm okay. <laughs> He has not since confessed to more murders. Uh, Kevin Edison Smith was arrested in 2012, 16 years after Crystal Jean Baker's body was found. He had been arrested on a drug charge in 2009, and a match was confirmed using new DNA technology that matched DNA found on Baker's dress, and he was convicted for her murder. So there we go. We've solved there you go. four now. Four out of 30. So essentially what they think is that it's actually not the work of one serial killer, but many. Sure. Yeah. And this is just a really, really great spot like White Rock Lake to right. just dump the bodies. Yeah. Like this a is private, just where it happens. Private Facebook private, group. Yeah. Where, know, <laughs> where it's hey, like, listen. hey, guys. Like, this is the spot. Yeah. Tonight. Tonight's the night. There, a Texas reporter, Skip Hollinsworth, has been noted as saying, of all the dumping grounds around this country that there have been, this is about, for a serial killer, as good a place as they come. Which, first of all... That's yeah. dark as hell. What? Second right. of all, Who are you? don't advertise that, Skip. Yeah. Like, Excuse Skip's you. Like, Maybe build a fence? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the best place to dump a body. If you're going you're to dump a body, it's right here. If you're yeah. going to, come on yeah, It's like OJ's book. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say I did. I, no, no, I no. I haven't done anything bad. But, but if, like, I if I did, had, well, I this would be body. the spot. Yeah, yeah exactly. You think that they put up a sign that's like, don't dump bodies here anymore, There's a no dumping sign by my apartment. They can't put one there. Put one there. It's a two hundred dollar fine. Yeah. 
So super dark. You should check the story out, actually. There's a lot of twists and turns since then. Some of the murders seem like possibly a police officer could have been involved. Sure. So, or some of the missing persons. Mm-hmm. So like the last place they would seen would be on that road, like near high or Interstate 45, and the car would be pulled over. Right. Uh, keys still in the car, purse yeah. still in the car, everything's still in the car. So like, Ugh. why would she pull over? Maybe she was pulled over by a cop. Right. So oh, um, right. one of the lead investigators actually for a time was investigating another police officer for missing persons in the area. Yeah, that's a good lead. Yep. So it's really, really crazy. Wow. But yeah, the Texas Killing Fields. Texas Killing Fields. a bunch of women's bodies found them. there. Mm. Huge bummer. <laughs> huge bummer. <laughs> it's just a huge bummer. I don't like it. <laughs> that was such a funny reaction. Huge, huge bummer, bummer, man. <laughs> I have a little quick murdery story, too. Um, have you guys heard of the Rubio murder house? So no. it it what's funny is I said this on our last episode. My podcast app just knows me and loves me because <laughs> I'm always listening to a podcast that's relevant to our podcast on my way over here. So literally on my way here, I heard about the story of this crazy family. So in 2003, John Allen Rubio, with the assistance of his common law wife, Angela Camacho, brutally murdered all three of their children, beheading them. <gasps> And stabbing them multiple times, saying that it was because their children were possessed and talking like demons. Well, they might have been. Yeah, baby talk is they super They may annoying. have been. Yeah. yeah. I don't want oh, that baby talk. Oh, no. <laughs> so too dark. That's too dark. That went a little dark. I, like, laughed, and then my soul, like, like, collapsed in on itself. You would think yeah. they would reverse the order of that story. Like, like, they beheaded them and then stabbed them to, like, yeah. No, what's weird is yeah, the beheading yeah. happened first. That's like strange. when John Allen Rubio like listed like when he finally went into detail about the crime, he was like, went right for the neck, chopped off my daughter's head because she needed to stop well, speaking. Sometimes, but I still had to stab yeah, her. Yeah, I was gonna say sometimes when you the take demon off a demon's the head, right. yeah. It doesn't that, quite stop them. You're right. Those but those stories always fascinate me when there's two, mm-hmm. right? Because like one guy hearing voices, you're like, all right, but two, like the other one back. Yeah, you know, I don't hear anything. You yeah, know, you'd think. You, you would That's think that the thing is Angela it's like a group and delusion. John were both like, our children are demons. And Angela didn't actually do any of the murdering, but she was egging him on saying, we have to kill them. It's literally our only option. Go get the knife. Go get I the machete. Mean, all, everything points to the fact that these kids were demons. Yeah, However, just a oh. little backstory. Oh, by the oh, way, I didn't okay. even say, yes, this took place in Texas. That's okay. why I'm bringing it up. It's not just um, like a which is why like, I was like, look how relevant. Because I just turned it on. It was Texas. Brownsville, Texas, if you've heard of it. Super small town. When was this again? 2003. Oh, Jesus. So John was living with Angela. They weren't actually married, but uh, they had been living together for years, raising these three kids. One of the kids wasn't even his. And they also lived with a transgender uh, prostitute. And mm-hmm. John also prostituted sometimes as as well as working at fast food restaurants to make money. Gross. Angela didn't work at all. Fast yeah. food the fast food is like no, the, the worst fast part food is this. gross. <laughs> but he enjoyed the prostituting as well. And he had sexual relations with a prostitute that was ah. living with them, which pissed Angela off. So she was angry and jealous all the time. They were super poor. The apartment that they lived in, like it has since been demolished because it was so decrepit and in terrible condition, Just but it's all they could afford. They were feeding their family using food stamps. And actually a week before this murder happened, they had found out that they were no longer going to be given food stamps because of an issue with one of the child's social security numbers. 
So they'd lost their source of food. Oh. They wow. were losing all their money. Okay. They were heavy into drugs. Oh. John was yeah. also Well, maybe very, the kids weren't demons. John was pretty mentally disturbed, and so it's the combo of all of those See, things. But if you was, had started with yeah, that, well, that's the thing. I wanted, to, drugs. I wanted to tell you guys everything that happened and then right. give it to you yeah. so you could draw your own conclusion. God, we were on the side but of yeah. the parents for a minute. Like, yeah, two like, heads. I mean, I but know. what's funny is you're not alone. That's the other reason I bring it up is the town was so divided because some people, like, again, it's Texas, so a lot of people were very religious and saying, hey, what if these kids were really possessed and they just truly felt this is what they had to do? Not saying they shouldn't go to prison, but just sort of saying, like, hey, let's right. listen to their side. Let's give yeah. them a chance. <sighs> And then the other half of the town was like, are you fucking kidding me? Three right. children were beheaded. One of them dead. was a baby. Right. Like, let's Jesus. let's just grill them. Um, but yeah, that building has since been demolished because people believed it just had like the worst energy possible. Because there were ruining. demons in it. There were demons. Well, yeah. From the children. And they, yeah, it was just giving off this bad vibe, making the rest of the neighborhood terrible. And they were like, please wow. demolish it. Yeah, and you they, can't it flip that house. Took years and years, <laughs> but they finally tore it down. So. <laughs> Just buy some new Ikea, Don't flip that Ikea furniture and yeah. yes, paint it. Spruce it up. Just get a little mid-century modern look and you'll be fine. <laughs> like the half half of the, 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 the city is like, yeah, they should definitely go to jail. Yeah, and the other half 100%. is like, did the kids say they were Jesus? Because <laughs> if they did. Because if they did. They're claiming they to be the Messiah. They got. <laughs> well, when he first told that story, I was picturing like mom and pop. Gable and, Same. and nope. three beautiful, bouncing, well-fed children. So oh, I no. was like, maybe they're, I mean, I don't right. know. Maybe they're demons. That I just wanted crazy. to smack you guys <laughs> with this grisly story and then bring in yeah. the details. And gotcha. then you're like, but, but by the way, they were horrible drug addicts. Right. Totally. <laughs> it's okay. like, oh, yeah. yes, yeah. okay. Drug addicts, yes, mentally disturbed, <laughs> prostituting <laughs> yeah. all over town. And... So you should lead with that, because I was actually yeah. on their site for like half a second. I'm I like, know, oh my God, three demons? Three demons? Three demon children? Those poor parents. <laughs> Those poor parents did what they had to do. They did what they needed to. Um, and that was just my little summary, obviously. But again, like Ashley said, you can go in and look at these stories that we read today because there's a whole lot more. And oh, yeah. They're all. It's very interesting shit. and sad and terrible. Awesome. <laughs> Rolling Stone actually did a really good um, op ed on Waco, on like the. The like the situation there. The branch Davidians. Oh, yeah. yeah, actually, I believe most of what they talked about was the stand, like not necessarily David Koresh's past, but like the standoff and like the the investigation of what happened during the standoff mm. afterwards. So you should check that out. It's pretty yeah. interesting. Well, it also spawned the um, the Oklahoma thing too. You guys remember the Oklahoma bombing? Oh yeah, um, what was Timothy McVeigh cited the Waco incident <gasps> yes, as yeah. a primary motivation for the Oklahoma City bombing uh, in April nineteenth, nineteen ninety five, um, that destroyed the Alfred P. Murrah Federal Building um, and destroyed numerous numerous buildings. Uh, th- that one had claimed one hundred sixty eight lives, including nineteen children under the age of six, and left over six hundred injured uh, in the deadliest act of terrorism on the United States prior to September eleventh. And he cited a lot of the his anger with the. FBI and the military and the government is part of that's why part of that it happened. Well, that's not why it happened, well, but you know yeah. that was part of one of <laughs> his justifications. Yeah. Sure, like, that look was how, how bad he the government is. Say, yeah. They killed a bunch of guys just praying. Just trying to that stick wasn't it to was the that man. the Unabomber? Yeah, uh, no. Timothy McVeigh was not the Unabomber. No, no, he was not. I was thinking of the show. Unabomber was at a university, right? That's why they call it the Unabomber. 
He bombed several plays. Well, what did he? Um, what was the TV no, show? Sam show. Worthington again. No wonder no oh, one watches God. it. Very upset about him. Oh, Glee. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ted Kaczynski. Ted Kaczynski. Kaczynski. Duh. Hello. Unabomber is an American. Yeah. yeah. Okay. His picture. Yeah. He's special. Yeah. He's not handsome at all. No. no he's <laughs> he's, he's no, no David Koresh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, he's no Koresh. <laughs> that hot man. I'm going to start using that. Oh, he's no. no goat man. I was going to say, remember how hot that goat man was? Seven feet tall. Tall, dark, and handsome. Well, he, they're no juggalos. So we're <laughs> Dear God. No clown makeup. No panties. I don't know. What? It was a thing. I went through a phase. I like it's it. over now. It's all done. I want to hear about some ghosts. Yeah. Is that what we're? Is that where we're moving? I would like to. Let's do it. I got some hometown haunts for Texas. Um, also, I wrote a fun tagline that I enjoy for okay. myself. I wrote... Hometown haunts, colon, high schools, hotels, and hungry Houstonites. You'll see why. Okay. (laughs) It's like, what? But I thought it was cute. I used all H's. Okay. The reason it's titled that is because I sort of just picked the most haunted places in Texas I could find and dove into those, found all the research I could. I found five places. Don't worry. Like, some of them are shorter stories than others, so I won't go on for three hours. But two of them are high schools, two of them are hotels, and one of them is a restaurant. Wonderful. So here we go. And Texas is huge, so, you um, know. Uh, yeah. And a there lot are of so many assume. haunted places. Yeah, it was hard to choose. But I'm going to start with Dallas, yeah. Lake Highlands High School yeah. in Dallas. This high school, and I was so sad earlier when you said you went to high school in Plano because I was ready with the line of like, is this your high school? Uh, I, I couldn't afford Lake Highlands. Oh, oh. Oh, was like, it fancy? The rich folk? A little bit ritzy, yeah. Oh, all right. It's a little bit nicer. Lake Highlands High School. This high school had a ghost named Elizabeth. The ghost got her name because there was a girl named Elizabeth who fell to her death in the school auditorium back in the 70s. Students and faculty claim that props belonging to the theater program go missing or get moved all the time. She was a theater kid? It sounds like it. She was, you know, hanging in the auditorium. They get moved around all the time, and there are weird cold spots all over the stage. Lights go on and off, and doors shut all over the school for no reason at all. A teacher named Joel Rosenwig and a now-graduated student named Brad Bell were both interviewed and commented on the paranormal phenomenon of the school. Joel, the teacher, said that he doesn't know if he believes in all of the paranormal doesn't really have a comment as to say, yes, this definitely happened. But he did say he witnessed lights going on and off in his classroom that seemed too consistent to just be like, the power is crazy. It's always the lights. Yeah. It's, it's always. Why is it always with the lights? Because the the, they use uh, electricity, electricity to manifest. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, the theory. That's yeah. not. I wasn't told that by That's a ghost. That's fact. <laughs> that is fact. The ghost no, wasn't like, oh, actually. Get out of here. Shh, go, yeah. go, go. Actually, I don't know. Actually, we, what use we, do electricity. Is we use the electricity <laughs> to manifest ourselves. Find some cords and we go for it. Ash's like, oh, yeah, that makes oh, sense. Oh, cool. Yeah, that cool. makes sense. You want Anyways. La- you want a LaCroix? Yeah. yeah. Would you like a LaCroix? You want to hang out for a bit? And the ghost is like, good night, sweetie. Good night. Love you. So he definitely witnessed some things, but is still kind of iffy on it. And then Brad Bell is the former student who is now in college studying filmmaking and even working on a film about Elizabeth because he believes so strongly that her presence was real. He said as a sophomore, he was talking to one of the school's technical directors who was a very skeptical man. He hated the world, questioned everything, pretty much one of those grumpy old men. 
And he didn't want to entertain the paranormal theories at all. However, when the two were chatting, the director told him in a very serious tone with like the most straight face, he said, I believe something is absolutely haunting this school. Something is here. Something is present. Um, Doors with hydraulic stops would slam shut loudly and with such force that no winds could possibly do that. And then huge drafts and cold air would blow into classrooms and random rooms and the auditorium specifically with no windows open, no way for the air to get in. But it happened quite frequently. And the guy just said, this is too much to just call it an accident. So that is the haunted school of I wonder if, uh, do you remember that video that came out earlier this year with the the school footage? I was thinking of that too. I I wish I could find that. I should have gone more into that because I wonder if it was a Texas school. Yeah, I don't know because that, did you see it? Justin, it? it was this video. It was like security footage of the school and it was like after hours, no one was there and it's of the hall and you can see like there's like a, a caution sign, like a wet floor sign uh-huh. that like moves across the floor at one point. Well, yeah, the floor was wet. Yeah, of course. And <laughs> then on the and then there was uh, lockers open and like papers fly out of oh, the really? locker. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's pretty it's really creepy shit. And but I not only that, that like thought. doors like slamming and shit like all this crazy stuff is happening in this video and like you're just sitting there i was watching through my fingers because it's was like 12 minutes long crazy. of like yeah. bonker shit happening really just yeah, on a security no what high school was this school. i don't know i don't saying. remember we we're gonna have to look it up because i don't like, remember was it in texas i know because it it came <laughs> out like earlier this year was i know like right or it could have been El Paso High School, which Uh-oh. is what we're going to talk about next. Dun, dun, dun. And this story is a little bit longer. I kept it pretty short with Lake Highlands, but I found a lot of crazy stories on this one. So El Paso High is the oldest high school in El Paso. The building has a ton of history. It's been around forever. It had multiple uses back in the day. Um, and I got all this information from an article written by a man named Ken Hudnall. So I want to give him the credit for my research. Um, about the creepy high school, and it includes an interview with a teacher who still teaches there. His name's Tobias Tovar. He's a that 55. That is a great name. Go right? on. I know. I love Go it. Go buy us some coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so Tobias is a 55-year-old math teacher who's been at the school a long time, and he claims it is the most haunted building in town. And oh, El Paso wow. has some other haunted spots, but he's like, El Paso yes, is this school. A place that exists. You are place. correct. You're accurate. She's I've been right. there. I, you're, I you're stayed in El Paso two summers when I was in high school because we were doing. This is kind of absolutely batshit. We were doing. Uh, I went there with like a youth group. We were uh-huh. on like a mission trip, and we were doing work in Juarez, Mexico, mm-hmm. which yeah. I didn't been know there. at the time that uh, is like the most dangerous place. Nope. Ever like <laughs> oh God. it's so dangerous. Oh, there you were. Yeah, um, it's super dangerous. Didn't, didn't I didn't know. I was like, newspaper? no, I, <laughs> I don't read. I the was news. like 15, 16 years old. Oh, yeah, it was just like gnarly. we're going on a mission oh, trip. Gosh. We're going to be building homes for people. Blah blah blah. Yeah, but we would have to stay in El Paso because because it's right on the border. Yeah, because yeah. it's right on the border. And dude, cartels um, like run it. Dude, I know. Holy and shit. there's like. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of missing and oh, murdered yeah. women. Sicario is based. Sicario the, yeah, is based. Yeah, gosh, yeah. yeah. I love that. The, yeah. The, the, there's like they just hang people from bridges and stuff. Yeah. Like they put heads it's in crazy. front of the chief of police's house. Uh huh. Oh, like Lord. so he would quit. Like it's gnarly. It's gnarly. And no I shame. was just like there for two summers. Like, like it's fine. Didn't even know. Just and then out. it wasn't until college that I was like, why? Why was I allowed to go, go there? there? Why did they let teenagers go there? Anyways, go on. I've been no, to El Paso. 
I've been to El Paso. So the unusual activity stems from a couple of things here at this high school. First of all, as I said, there's a long history with this building um, and how it was used in different ways. But there is a very creepy incident that happened nearly 35 years ago when a teenage girl killed herself by slitting her wrists and jumping hey. off of a balcony at the end of a hallway she- in the school. What, was just pick a, one. Yeah, pick yeah, one. You was, can't do both. She was both. determined. Just, just do one. Yeah. Yeah. Or jump. She was on pills. She's what on are pills. you doing? Yeah, what else she was in your system? What's going on? <laughs> she just wanted to make sure no one questioned that yeah. it was right. a She's like, hey, you guys realize this she, was my decision, she right? She could have been murdered. Oh, God. All right. Um, Too dark. So she threw herself off the balcony at the end of the hallway. There have been enough sightings of this girl who jumped, someone that looks exactly like her, over the years that a wall was eventually built to completely close off the stairway that leads to that hallway. Because the school itself was like, let's just stop this where we stand because it's scaring everyone too much. So they completely blocked off that area. And it turns out that they did a ton of renovations to the school over the years, usually because of creepy things happening. And they just tried to build walls and cut out the rooms that things were happening in. But we're going to get to some (laughs) stuff a little later. Wait, can't ghosts walk through walls? Yeah, it's like you're not helping your situation. That's why well, it's still probably, haunting to this day. It was probably a uh, residual haunting mm. where, you know, you were witnessing her last Moment. ascent up the stairs before right. she jumped off over and over again. So you mm. wall it up. She's but, still back there. But why not put a wall around out. the Texas killing field? Yeah. You yeah. can't build a wall around that. No, no, no. no. <laughs> why don't we build walls around Listen, that stuff? Are you going to stop the we ghost? We don't have the budget to put <laughs> Lay some bricks down. At the we'll Texas block the ghost. Killing fields. <laughs> yeah, but we're going to block out the art, art department. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. And there's more on that a little bit later. So besides the sighting in, in the hallway, there have been creepy moments in yearbook photos as well. Wow. In the recent, in one of the Trying recent El Paso high school yearbooks, there is a reproduction of an old photograph showing a young lady in a white dress watching the original construction of the building happen in 1916. However, this unknown woman was not in the original photograph. Who was she and how did she get into the picture? Ooh, I just got chills. So this random woman is just hanging out when it was printed in the yearbook. I don't have that one, but I have the next one I'm going to talk about. And it's Uh, awful. So yeah, random woman looking at the building who was not there. That's the thing that gets me. Yeah, I don't like that. That's the thing when there's like a picture and then the next picture is someone in that picture. Ready! Yeah. (laughs) For this! Because it made me cry. A trophy case just inside the original front entrance of this school contains a photo of the 1985 graduating class. Everyone else in the photo shows up very clear and distinct, but there is one young lady whose features are faint and fuzzy. Her image looks like it was just inserted after the photo was taken. The figure in the picture is at the end of a row, primarily of teachers. There are two young ladies who sort of look as if they're looking in her direction, who are on the other side of her. And people wonder, are they staring at this young woman who maybe was in front of them? Or were they feeling something? Because guess what? The mysterious girl is not in the negatives of the original photos at all. She only appeared once it was printed in the photo or and put in the trophy case. Now, when did uh, the girl kill herself? What year? Yeah, what year was that? It just said in the 70s. Okay, so this is like a, couple, a few years later. Yes, I, this is in the 80s. And you have a picture of this? Mm-hmm. This is the one that I have. Mm. Do I want to see this? She looks like Samara from The Ring. Oh, great. <gasps> I want to see. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's creepy. Oh, She's super fuzzy, no. super yeah. horrifying, and she wasn't in the negatives. It wasn't until they printed it to... 
put in the trophy case that they were like, wait Ooh. a tick. Yeah. Wait a tick. Gabby yeah, doesn't like looks, it either. I know. She looks creepy ass. Gabby was going, eh. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that sucks and is horrifying. And now it does make me wonder, like the teachers who are kind of looking her way, if they're like, do you feel that cold air blowing yeah. by? Like, I just want to know or everything Or if they just now. saw like movement out of the corner of their yeah. eye and yes. looked right as like the picture was being taken. Yes. I thought we blocked off that door. Yeah, I thought we closed off the end of that hallway. <laughs> What's we got to build on? another wall. <laughs> More walls. Um, so the mysterious girl was not part of that graduating class and no one in the class that was photographed admitted knowing the identity of the girl. But regardless of how she got into the picture, she is very clearly there. This lonely looking little girl. She could be Samara from the ring. I don't know. But he doesn't know. But he doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. When there's fuzzy pictures like that and everyone else is clear, that's no. what freaks me out. I yeah. hate that photo And it's so not much. like it was like the 19, it, was, it wasn't It was 1910 where mm. like if you moved right. in, in a, a tiny yeah. little bit, your whole right. body was a blur. It was yeah. the 80s. It was right. in the 80s and everyone else looks we had just Polaroids. fine. And where'd yeah. she come from? And she almost looks like she's in a white nightgown and just doesn't belong there at all. So Ugh. I'm not into it. Okay, so Tovar, Tobias, who I mentioned earlier, the teacher, had so many stories. So these are all stories that he was recounting to this guy who was interviewing him. He was like, let me tell you. So he says, about 15 years ago, it snowed in El Paso to the point that schools were closed. A few teachers and students had arrived before the closure announcement, so they were told to stay there due to the unsafe driving conditions. Mm -hmm. So having nothing else to do, a group of students and teachers just decided, we're locked in here, so let's explore the school. That's legit. A storyline to a horror movie. Mm -hmm. Right? Go on. I know. It doesn't even seem real. Um, so they decided to explore the school, starting with the tunnels in the basement. Excuse? Who? Excuse? Why? Where? Huh? <laughs> At one point, <laughs> several of the teachers crawled through a small opening, uh, eventually uh. coming to a brick wall that blocked the tunnel. The bricks were old and the cement between them was crumbling, but it was clear that some of the bricks had been added long after the surrounding old brickwork. Curiosity got to them, and one of the teachers pushed on the newer bricks until they gave way, revealing a large, dark cavity. Once they pushed a flashlight through and shined it in, it was a sealed-off classroom that, again, had just been one of their blocked-off rooms that they hid away. There were Baby Ruth candy wrappers on the floor from a time when they were five cents, and there were also five-cent Coke bottles spread around the room. There were notebooks lying on desks. They found algebra notes, and they even found a racy love letter from a girl to a boy. Oh. So they were so confused why this sealed-off classroom was left completely still intact, had all of the stuff, but just was built around. Like, it was as if the school didn't want to mess with it because they mm. knew a presence was there. And I'm like, well, don't piss them off more. Right. Let's just leave it alone. Just close it up. Yeah, which is Why crazy. wouldn't you just, like, sweep first? I know. There's candy wrappers Candy and wrappers. Yeah. Clean yeah, it up a little bit. Yeah, you'd want to clean up, right? Yeah, you'd want to clean up a little. Um, and they found another classroom. Also, who are these teachers? Yeah, <laughs> that's my thing. Like, you guys the teachers are like, let's go in the basement. Let's like, go down let's to the not. basement. Well, it makes me think that maybe they're like weirdos like us who are like, let's get creepy. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, so, but wait, this was in the 80s? 
I don't know what year this was. Uh, I think this is more recent than the 80s. Yeah, because that's this even teacher, worse. Like, as teachers, this is the teacher you, recounting like, his you stories. You would know, like, with liability, like, lawsuits <laughs> and, and social yeah, like, media. Maybe like, I shouldn't take my students into the basement. Right. right. But I guess, like, if you're in there for, if you're locked in during a snowstorm, it's kind of yeah. like, well, what you else? You don't are have anything do? else to do. My and I don't a know. Teacher. He can't even have social media. Could you imagine if you're like, right. y'all want to go digging? Yeah, I want to well, go in the and basement. I don't know for sure that students were present for this because all that um, Tobias said was teachers and students were both locked in and they all went to explore, but some of the teachers may oh. have branched off oh, and did this on true. their own. Oh, gotcha. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. details okay. are That a makes little, way more sense. Yeah, they <sighs> may have, and the kids may just have been upstairs like, what's Just thinking this of the hallway? liability. I know. Justin's so worried about the lawsuit. I know. I love that you're thinking on that. <laughs> so logically. <laughs> no, but that's, it's true. Um, they found um, another classroom. They found another classroom um, that and didn't have very much in it. Class in there, just a lot of debris and random things. But they were so confused why these two classrooms were just sealed off and left right. there, completely normal. So this whole huge basement was used as an overflow morgue during several of our nation's wars. <laughs> during World War II, there were so many casualties shipped here that bodies had been stored in the basement until the next of kin could be notified. During the Spanish flu epidemic in the early part of the 1900s so many people died that the bodies were also stored in the basement of this high school so lots of dead folk that's probably why they sealed it up because there was a bunch of weird shit happening down there and they were like let's just yeah let's call it pretty soon this high school is just going to be like one room and everything else is going to be blocked up (laughs) like every single hallway every single one single desk (laughs) that's all we have room for everything else is ghosts this is all we can do it's too ghosty i think it what just build a new school at that point yeah just tear down you need to start over like with all there are so many ghosties in there At one point in Tobias's career in the early 1980s, he was the basketball coach for the eighth grade basketball team, but they practiced at the high school every afternoon from 5 to 7 p.m. So one day, just after they had started practice in the high school gym, two waist-high access doors that led to those creepy-ass tunnels we were talking about flew violently open, slamming back against the wall on either side and making a very unsettling, like crazy loud sound that scared the bejesus out of everyone. Naturally, the assumption eventually reached, even though there's not really wind blowing, it had to have been a draft, right? Right. So him as the coach trying to keep the calm was telling all of the players, like, it's fine. Let's just close the doors. They latched them and they pushed a bench in front of them. And we're like, okay, let's continue with practice. As soon as practice ended and they were about to leave the gym, the bench went flying across the court and the doors that had been securely latched flew open violently once again. Apparently, Tobias says the team consisted of a lot of pretty tough-looking gang members. I guess that was pretty normal in El Paso. It was El Paso. So it's like these tough gang members on the team. And he himself, Tobias admitted, he used to run in a gang back in his day. All of these huge, tough guys go sprinting out of the gym (laughs) as fast as they can. They didn't even gangs don't mess with them. No, especially no ghosties ever. Yo, don't play with those ghosts, dog. They didn't even turn off the lights. They didn't they like just clean left. up. They right. just yeah. There's left. Baby Ruth rappers. Yeah, everywhere. I know. Yeah, they Amityville horrored that place. They were cans. like, we left all of our furniture, all of our clothes. Yes, and we off left. the gym. <laughs> Looked like the rapture had just happened. 
Uh. Um, okay, so Tobias continues and says, a few years ago, Angelo Placuda, yep, okay. that's correct, was the journalism instructor at El Paso High. He and the yearbook staff composed of journalism students that compo- was composed of journalism students would work long into the night to produce, you know, a first class wonderful yearbook. One night he sent the last students home and planned on being close behind them, but he had a few last minute things to do. It was almost exactly 11 p.m. when he finally left, which geez louise. Um, According to Tobias, when Placluda turned towards the exit, standing in the pool of the dim red light from the exit sign, he saw a young lady wearing a blue chiffon dress that looked like it would be worn to prom back in the 40s or 50s. Thinking it was one of his students who was lagging behind, he asked her what she was doing and told her to go home. The girl turned, looked directly at him, her, and her expression was that of deep sadness. As he walked toward her, she began to become transparent and eventually disappeared. When he was only a few feet away from her, it went to complete darkness. So he ran in the other direction and told everyone he knew and no one believed him, but he swears to this day that he saw her. Danny McKillop was a former All-American and was inducted in the Hall of Fame for some other stuff. He coached track. <laughs> he was like some a cool, like, won some stuff. awards. He won an Oscar. He like won some like stuff. Really He's great. He was the track coach for El Paso High. One night in the late 1970s, could have been early 80s, the year wasn't for sure, um, Coach McKillop and the El Paso track team was returning to the school very late at night after a track meet in Austin. The track team's locker room was in the area beneath... Tobias's classroom so Tobias could like hear them coming back the students came into the building to drop off their track gear and pick up their possessions they had left in their lockers the school was dark and silent when the buses arrived Um, and as the students were gathering their possessions McKillop the coach suddenly heard the sounds of the tiger fight song happening in the auditorium there were cheerleaders cheering and it sounded like a very spirited pep rally was happening in the second floor auditorium he was so confused because it's late at night no one should be there it was just quiet but he said maybe this is a surprise reception for us we're the track team maybe they're coming to celebrate us so he went upstairs to check it out and even though everything was dark he dashed for the auditorium about 100 feet away and just as he reached the doors all of the sounds stopped He found that the doors to the auditorium were even locked, and suddenly he couldn't hear anything. So he got his keys out, unlocked the auditorium, and entered. Everything was dark. It was quiet. No one was around. no pep rally. Yeah, nothing was happening. So he was really confused, shut, locked the door, then went down to the locker room where some of his students were waiting for him. As soon as he rejoined his students, he heard the sounds of the Tiger fight song again, loud cheering, and he was like, okay what is happening? Do you guys hear this too? And the students who are with him are like, yup. So they all go upstairs to check the auditorium. He's like, someone has to come with me this time. Like I'm not crazy. Um, he gets up there as soon as they get close to the doors, quiet. They open the doors. Everyone starts walking around the auditorium to investigate. Nothing. It's quiet. It's dark. No one is there. Goodness. So as soon as that happened, he was like, let's all skedaddle and get out of here. So they ran out of the building, grabbed their possessions from the locker room, and sprinted on out of there. And that is El Paso High. Jesus. God. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> that's, it is a lot. There was even more, but I cut it that's down. A lot. Some of them were pretty repetitive, but it was basically like faculty and students had insane experiences, mostly revolving around the auditorium. Because Tobias, as he said, like he said he heard sounds and weird stuff all the time too. But yeah. goodness. That yep. reminds me of the Millennium Biltmore though, the uh the ballroom. 
that we yes. snuck into that uh-huh. one day. We weren't supposed um, to be in. Yeah, but we weren't supposed to be in. That room has been reported. People will hear like a party going on in there and like music, like right. a string quartet or something. And, and then nothing. they'll be like, there's not supposed to be a party in there tonight. Right. And they'll go in and it's empty. Empty. empty quiet. There's something so about eerie. schools too that are scary. Yeah, yes. schools just in general right. are kind I agree. of like That's why I picked hours. the schools yeah. out because they're and weird. School after hours just so unsettling. Yeah, because it's like, like it's it. sort of like an empty playground, mm-hmm. totally. you know, with like one swing one, movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like the, the uh, apocalypse. Yeah. Well, like, remember when you were a kid and you'd go to school for something at night and it was just something that was oh, off about it? Oh, I hated that. It. Oh, God, You're like, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. I had to go get a book out of my locker. I remember one time in high school and I just sprinted to my locker and sprinted back out because again that description that Tobias used earlier in the article when he said the glow of the red exit yes. sign that's literally all you see I think it's just you know long hall, long dark hallways when they're not lit up and yeah. you can't see Mm-mm. to the end of the hallway it's rough <laughs> it's Ooh. rough so rough it's the worst yeah I feel bad for that guy that saw the woman because it sucks that he didn't have any other witnesses with him but like he was so rattled from this I just don't know why he would be like Guys, there's a woman. I don't know. That's why everybody seemed... in El Paso's dumb and out of shape. <laughs> <laughs> the gym's closed. School's blocked gym's off. Closed, school's <laughs> blocked off. What a wall on there. I'm just kidding, El Paso. Don't kill me. El Paso, don't, we love you. Don't come, come after me. That's crazy. Us. Yeah. So those are the high schools, and then the rest of these are a lot shorter. El Paso was just too El Paso nuts high to not go deeper. Is, is batshit. So on to some hotels. The Menger Hotel in San Antonio has some haunts. And what was funny was my two of my really good friends were in San Antonio this past weekend. And I didn't even tell them we were doing a Texas episode, but because they know who I am and how I love this stuff, they were texting me all of these haunted places. And they actually went to the Menger Hotel. So that was fun. And I have a little story from them at the end. So the hotel is known for housing many famous people along the years. Over the years was the word I was looking for. (laughs) And one of them is Teddy Roosevelt. He frequently stayed at this hotel, and a figure that looks very similar to him has been spotted in a dark bar just off of the main lobby. Multiple people have said it looks exactly like him, and the figure has been seen pouring himself a drink and smoking a cigar. Sounds like Teddy. Sounds like Teddy. Gotta be Teddy. (laughs) So there's that. That one's kind of just like fun. So that one is (laughs) there. That one's just fun. That one's just a good time. I don't buy that one. Yeah, it's probably that one. You know, I want to haunt San Antonio. (laughs) San Antonio. He was there a lot, apparently. I don't know. Um, Then a chambermaid (laughs) who was murdered by her husband in 1876 is said to still clean the rooms and hallways of this hotel and has been spotted late in the evening tending to her duties after all this time cleaning for all eternity. Could you imagine? Right? That's the worst. Just stuck in that like seventh circle of hell. Yeah. Just cleaning hotel rooms. I can't get out of here. I just got to sweep. Ugh. So my friends who were in San Antonio went to the Menger Hotel and they chatted with a young bartender and sous chef who said they had experienced a horrifying night together. The bartender was cleaning up late one night after patrons had left and said a pitcher came flying towards her out of nowhere, just barely missing her head. She stood in shock for a second, looking around for anyone who could have thrown it and saw nothing. But then she glanced over to the complete other side of the room where the sous chef was standing, and he was ghost white, staring at her with a completely shocked expression as he said he watched the pitcher fly off the shelf completely out of the blue and fly towards her head with no one touching it. 
guests uh, that visit also the bartender also said that a lot of guests come and take pictures of, of all the art and all the history that's in the hotel and usually when they look back at their pictures there's weird lines weird lights right. little orbs just some of that stuff that we don't really know what it means when that shows up in pictures Always but like orbs. there's numerous orbs Always. yeah photos more than in any other spot so that was a creepy little thing sorry gabby's just shouting throughout hey, all your she stories loves the mango She's hotel like, i'm like trying to get her to shut up and she won't it's fine i was enjoying it she's okay, my good. background singer good never apologize Shh. get it girl then the driscoll hotel in austin which I was think built. I've stayed there before. I was going to say, that sounds familiar. Is it's, that a f- no, it's like a very cool place. People oh, okay. stay there, even though it has some hauntings. Like, it's very cool, very nice, is known for having an amazing bar. It's yeah. popular. Yeah. I've never been to Austin sober, so there's it a very good <laughs> chance that there's a ghost standing on my face and I wouldn't know it. You were just <laughs> like, just let's like, do this. Well, just another Tuesday. <laughs> just another night. So... This hotel was built in 1886 by Colonel Jesse Driscoll, and he died just four years after it was built. Very sad. But he has a huge painting of himself hanging right in the main lobby that you can't miss, and the photo is just creepy. Like, Sounds like a rich guy. He looks, exactly. He looks angry, and people say it looks like he's staring into your soul, and they don't like to hold eye contact for very long with good. his creepy photo. Good, good, good. The hotel is lined with other weird photos. It's like Victoria-era photos of people who are looking out to the watcher and giving you the creepiest stare. There's one photo of a woman looking back over her shoulder with a small and devious look in her eyes and she kind of has this like little smirk going on like she's up to no good. And that's how all of these photos are. This They're sounds just like the haunted mansion staring at, at Disneyland. You. <laughs> just people like you're in staring you down. Mansion, like Jesus. Look at all these looking creepy. at me. Is she following me? Yeah, so that's all over this hotel are these creepy pictures, including the one of Driscoll. So Colonel Driscoll is said to come back and check in on his hotel. Guests and employees have reported lights burning out, always with oh. the lights, lights, after the bulbs have just been changed, and the smell of smoke filling the rooms or other areas around the main bar. Colonel Jesse always had a cigar in his mouth and was known for smoking like a chimney, so they believe when the smoke comes in, that means he's passing Present. on through. He's there. Um, also very sad, a little girl chasing her ball down the hallway, fell down the grand staircase and died tragically in 1887. And it is said that if you roam the hallways at night, you can hear a little girl's voice and a ball bouncing on the floor above you. Um, there are no, also, thank you. I know I, anything with little you, kids Motel spirits, yes. <laughs> see you there. This is really creepy. Um, there are the suicide brides who haunt the hotel as well. Two women committed suicide in the hotel while on their honeymoons, 20 years to the day oh. apart from each other. Like, what if it was the same night? No, but 20 years to the day. That's pretty That's weird. insane. That's That's both Very committed strange. suicide while on their honeymoons after just being married. At least one of the women died in room 525, <laughs> but legend has it, again, this is just rumors at this point, that both brides committed suicide in room 525. They don't actually know what... They right. don't know the for sure. Room. One definitely, one they're not positive, but it's rumored that maybe both of them committed suicide in room 525, so no one stays in room 525. Um, it's poor dude. Creepy. The poor wow. husband. The husband. God, like, at least wait a day. Wa- my <laughs> wife. What? Jeez. Wait till we get home. Yeah. yeah. At Maybe least wait they till killed themselves because they were on their honeymoon in Dallas. This is somewhere else. Awesome. Yeah, this they went Austin. to the Bahamas. 
Austin. But still, even so, still why are Texas. you on your honeymoon in Austin? Yeah. yeah. No, it's exactly right. Um, regardless of the hauntings, though, as we mentioned before, if you don't want to go there and have a paranormal investigation, that's fine. But this hotel is apparently a wonderful place to visit while you're in Austin and the bar makes a killer old fashioned. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Last one, everybody. That was so perfect. So I did my schools, my hotels, and here comes why I said Hungry Houstonites to get my H's. The Spaghetti Warehouse in Houston. Yeah, for real. Called the most haunted <laughs> spot in Houston, y'all. Uh. It became a restaurant in 1974, but the building, the warehouse, was built in 1912. It, was, it started as a fruit and vegetable warehouse, and then shortly after, it became a pharmaceutical company. By the way, Spaghetti Warehouse is disgusting. If you've never, never been there, been. it's just disgusting. Really? Is it? Yeah. Is oh. it like the, um, well, there's a really nice restaurant in Illinois, and possibly- Called the Old Spaghetti Factory? Spaghetti Factory. Yeah, that's yeah. actually good. No, it's not like no, Spaghetti not, Warehouse. It's not it is a chain, factory. though. Like This place is haunted, but it's a chain, and I'm oh, sure there's other okay. normal restaurants. It's just haunted by people who can only afford to eat at the spaghetti yep, warehouse. The spaghetti warehouse. <laughs> oh gosh. Is this another meth heads killing their demon children? It is scenario not this time. Where... But there were some deaths. So everyone dying from, from everyone's just food poisoning, poisoning from yeah. the demons. Okay. So when it was a pharmaceutical company, a pharmacist fell to his death in an empty elevator shaft. His wife died just a year later of a broken heart. People believe that these two are the ones haunting Hold the warehouse on. now. Question. Yes. What? <laughs> and pills. Mostly pills. But also a broken heart. But also a broken heart. But, I mean, but she mainly pills. pills. But mainly pills. No, yeah. I was being nice. She probably was doing some crazy things. Okay. But they died a year apart from each other. And he had a very terrible, gruesome death in that warehouse. Um, people believe that the two of them are haunting the warehouse now because there have been sightings of what seems to be two people walking around. Um, one seems more like a man and one seems a little more feminine. So who knows? The second floor of the warehouse has the most strange sightings. They hear People hear footsteps and sometimes they're, they hear voices of their own voices calling their own name without anyone being around. I could not get that out. They'll hear their name being called when they're completely alone I after hearing some shuffling about. There have been floating objects that seem to fall as soon as someone walks in a room. <sighs> And there have been heavy, loud footsteps heard in the creepy bathroom downstairs. Like levitating objects? Yeah, like someone will walk in a room and objects will fall. Just like they were being cheese. held up. Yeah, like they were being held <laughs> Yes. Yes. And there have also been heavy, loud footsteps heard in the creepy downstairs bathroom of this warehouse. Maybe this is near where the pharmacist fell after his falling down the elevator shaft is that his final resting place and he's stuck in the bathroom can't find his way out i don't know so it could be him some employees of the spaghetti warehouse have quit pretty quickly after they begin working because they just can't handle the weirdness <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> well we don't blame them but others stay because they love the experience they learn to live with it and then they get to share their stories with the world so you're one or the other you know one former employee said, this made me giggle, that her shoelaces came untied so frequently that it could not just be the fault of her or the shoes. And it, they would only come untied when she was working up on the second floor where oh, all the yeah. weird shit happened. Yeah. She said, even with a double knot, they would come untied out of the blue. Is there a prankster ghost in the town who wanted her to trip? I don't know. So many options. But I thought that was hilarious. That's that really is funny. really so like funny, ghost actually. keeps untying my shoes. 
That's yeah. That's of how, all the yeah. things for like a haunting, like a ghost to do, to just be like concentrate on her shoes. That is a testimony of a longtime spaghetti warehouse employee for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't. Well. Yeah, yeah. He keeps on tying my shoes. Real weird. <laughs> oh, it got me. So besides the two adult spirits, people believe are shuffling about. There have been sightings of a tiny child that have all, and they've also. I cannot speak. <laughs> there have been sightings of tiny childlike ghosts, and there have also been the sounds of children running. Multiple? Multiple. That's why I had to go back, because I said one, and I ruined it. No, thank tiny you. Tiny childlike ghosts, and there have also been the sounds of children running and laughing up on the creepy second floor. This is believed to be tied to the antique furniture brought in by the restaurant. That's what people's theory are, theories are regarding that, because no... Children were said to have died there, but they believe maybe some spirits were brought in with the, the old spaghetti antique sauce. <laughs> spaghetti sauce. <laughs> spaghetti sauce. The tomatoes. The tomato farm was run by children. Haunted tomatoes <laughs> made it into the warehouse, you guys. When it there was, was a kid that fell in the sauce back in eighteen forty two. It was a fruit and vegetable warehouse at one time. There was True. Some haunted fruit and veggies. I don't know. Fruit and veggies. Dangerous for more than one reason. Really for dangerous. Pesticides and haunting. <laughs> little children. Just watch out. <laughs> tiny children. And tiny children ghosts. <laughs> There's an old trolley car, a few yes. antique chairs, and a large chandelier that were brought in. Did a spirit attach themselves to these objects? You Obviously. Be the judge. I don't know. And that is the trash bag of spaghetti warehouse <laughs> it just bag. keeps untying my just shoes keeps untying my the calzone keeps coming unfolded <laughs> <laughs> the restaurant is actually currently closed Thank and God. they may open up a new location in a different spot so no more tomato ghosts because a ghost health inspector <laughs> yeah, yeah. the ghost of the health inspector came today code C. and told us <laughs> We can't serve food anymore because we're garbage. Because we're the worst. I like knowing that that place is like a a step down from Fazoli's, though. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Fazoli's. Sure. It's the type of place where, like, they just put, like, the white thing on the tablecloth so kids can just draw Draw on it. it. Yeah. But they don't replace it after each meal. Yeah. You just sit on someone else's drawing. Oh, I have to have your art? Um, I don't want this this crap. Is this drawing haunted? I don't. <laughs> kids are drawing pictures of girls with like hair in their face. Oh and God! Like, what are you drawing? And the kids That's are like, they start the making the black the circle, the really yeah. dark black circle. We should just go to spaghetti warehouses and just start drawing stuff on the table. Yeah, let's make it creepy. So, um, before we wrap it up, there's one other place that I wanted to talk about. Do you know about the Bat Bridge? Oh, in Austin. Yes. Yeah. Do you know about it? No, this but is tell crazy. Me more. Okay, so it's the Congress Avenue uh, Bridge, and it's in Austin. And um, Town Lake, mm-hmm. yes, Town Lake is the city name. Town Lake is in Austin, and in 1980, they approved plans to renovate the bridge that is uh-huh. in the town. The way that they redesigned the bridge, though, they didn't realize they were creating literally the perfect bat living situation yeah. it's like full oh bats yeah it's, it's literally meant for full, bats. No, well they didn't want it to sure, be sure but it accidentally <laughs> but it is, is meant for bats. um it turned out that the expansion joints and the narrow gaps were literally the perfect roost for a breed of bat called mexican free tails oh so hundreds of the little guys started moving in shortly after the completion of the bridge and their population very quickly grew into the hundreds of thousands yeah. okay right off the bat Residents uh, yeah. in the area. I didn't mean to do that. 
residents in the area like freaked out. One, they were concerned that the guano, Ace Ventura, the <laughs> bat poop would, I only know guano. what guano is because of Ace Ventura I get too. all my <laughs> science from Jim Carrey movies. Yeah, that's how I learn about things. I the can't guano lie. would, um, they were afraid that the bats would poop in the water source and contaminate the water. Okay. Um, they were also afraid that the bats would poop and deteriorate the bridge and the bridge would collapse because it's a used bridge. Like people drive over it. Yeah. Right. So residents were freaking out. And of course, it's Texas. So they uh-huh. all were like, let's just kill them yeah. all. Get the guns. But it's Austin and they're cooler yeah. the there. The bats so said they were not. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And the bats were like, we're Jesus. Kill they're the like, Jesus we can't bats. have this. So they <laughs> the tried Jesus to. Bats. The Jesus bats. <laughs> kill the Jesus bats. They went about trying to destroy the population. But by the time they started, there were approximately 1.5 million living there already. Yep. And uh, so Bat Conservation International stepped in and saved the little guys. And they basically came to town and educated everyone on how great these bats were going to be. Mm-hmm. They, The bats, that, that population could eat 10,000 to 30,000 pounds of insects a night. Wow. Um, so gross they would kill and it's texas so it's summertime yeah like, there's so mosquitoes many bugs and, and mosquitoes yeah. and mosquitoes Skeeters. are perfect for these bats so they would kill all these things and also bats are like the number one thing for um uh what's it called what's the word i'm looking for where you could get there with you <laughs> sonar <laughs> Pollinate, pollinate. Oh, not thank you. I was like, I don't know where I was going. Batman, Batman. It's Batman. Michael Keaton. (laughs) Bats are the number one pollinator of agave for tequila. So well, we need Texas. Yes. So so that like changed the town. Like the town was like, we got to save these bats. They're going to eat the mosquitoes and they give us tequila. No bugs and booze. So now they have. Like a bat festival. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, the the park is now like there's little areas where you can watch the bats at night. Like at dusk, they all take off at mm-hmm. once. Oh, wow. So that would actually like, be really cool to yeah, see. I know. My yeah, dad was so... like recently there. Really? Like he was like, this is amazing because there's just like hundreds of thousands of bats. Oh, wow. Taking yeah. off yeah. at one time. That's and cool. And the park now has like little roofs for specifically watching, bat watching. Okay. And they're like a part of the town now. They have yep. a bat festival. Joe even, he went to South by Southwest like four or five years ago and, uh, he had a friend who was like, if you're in Austin, you have to check out the Bat Bridge. Because when I brought it up to him, he's like, I didn't get to go. I didn't yeah, know it was like yeah. a huge thing. Right. So that's the, I want to wow, go Wow, that's cool. <laughs> Interesting. I know. Okay, so before we wrap up, I want to talk a little bit about Foster the Podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Justin has a podcast, Foster the Podcast. And you basically tell crazy stories. Yeah, it's me and a professional life coach. Yes. And we just have people on and, and yeah. To we just, share their crazy get a little story. Wild. Yeah, we get yeah. a little wild and she judges us very harshly. Perfect. And uh, we were on hiatus for a little bit because she just had two babies. She had twins? She had twins. Oh, yeah. my God. Wait, identical or fraternal? Uh, for sure. Sure, I don't know. Good. What's yeah. the difference? Yeah. Oh, listen to oh, our twins episode. <laughs> Go identical back. Identical ba- uh, twins. I was c- confused. Identical twins are born. They are in one. They're one egg that splits. 
Yes, identical twins are one fertilized egg that's split in half totally by chance. It's like a miracle. Yes, yeah. and it's not hereditary. That's, that's not what's hereditary. Fraternal Fraternal hereditary. hereditary, that's when two eggs drop and are both fertilized. First one. First one? Yeah. I- identical, identical twins? First that's one. the more nice. popular. First one. Yeah. Twin. Yeah. Nice. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so we took a little time off, but we're starting back up on Saturday. Uh, but I don't know why I preface that we took time. We have 200 plus episodes yeah. that people can find. I don't know <laughs> you why. You guys get caught up fine. before Justifying we get Justifying why there hasn't been a new one in a while. Get we have caught up now. Four years of you guys to find. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it's But you've it's had a lot fun. of cool people on the show. You've had a lot of stand-up comedians and stuff come on yeah, the show. Yeah, a lot of comedians who ended up like we're famous or like even more famous now we had the guy who wrote the deadpool movies on Ooh. which is great i'm a big marvel nerd That's so that was amazing. really fun yeah so um wow. a lot of musicians and stuff on it's a really like i, I love it was it rhett um, Rhett, Rhett yes. Reese? Yeah, Reese yeah. was on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's I know so him. He's cool. wonderful. Yeah. 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 Go see Deadpool 2 next month. Yes. I know. Yeah. Uh so yeah, it's super fun. And uh we've done a couple of live episodes and and uh and it's great because you get two perspectives of me being kind of the idiot and her being the life coach, which sure. is this is why let me tell you why you're an idiot. And so yeah, it's fun. I we've like been doing it a long time. Yeah. Well, you tell your crazy stories. You have a crazy story that I haven't heard about partying with a vampire oh yeah so yes more. yes i will tell that story okay so i was in new orleans that's oh. a good place to party with yes. yeah yeah it'd be weird if it was like nebraska right. i'd be uh, like excuse me so we met these vampires after our show and um they were like they were they were like hey you guys want to come drink with us and party with us they said they were vampires well they not yet okay Okay, so like really pale, all black. We kind of joked that they were vampires, but then talking to them, they had had their teeth like surgically filed down into fangs, right? Yes. So like, okay, oh, we they know. went to a fang vampires. <laughs> they went to a fangsmith, right? For real vampires, right? So, God, this is like one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. So, <laughs> I'm I'm like super hammered, right? You know, like when you're like everything just sounds like a great idea, right? Yes. And you're kind of like. Eh, I probably shouldn't be here type yeah. of deal, right? But you're like but there But give me anyways. another drink and let's do it. Right. So now we're like, and I just remember there being like a bunch of red lights, right? Bulbs going down like a hallway. And I was like, yeah, this is probably not the best idea, <laughs> but we're here. And then I remember like they're all in this room and like somebody's like whipping somebody. No. Yeah, like off in the distance. Oh, boy. Other people are like cutting each other and like people are doing coke there's a baby crying there right? was a baby present yeah like just like off in the other room but like but like we just weird like just uncomfortable Whoa. place right you found their den yeah exactly. seriously <laughs> in their den that's not I, even just a vampire club you were at like where they meet right and like i like they're doing drugs and i'm just kind of like holding a beer like awkwardly like i've got to get out of here yeah. then the baby starts crying like i definitely have to get out of here yes. um then like the coke comes out i'm like oh this is like i this is all bad. And <laughs> and then and then uh I remember like they were kind of like doing like the self mutilation thing and yeah. then no. I looked on the TVs and what what's the most like craziest sh- like what would blow your mind in that instant to look up and what's playing on all three TVs? Is it a movie? Uh, you just tell me what would be very upsetting to you. 9/11 footage. Okay. Great. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was going to say watching footage of like a shooting. Hospital porn, yeah. clown porn. Yeah. They, they were watching Twilight. No, they, they were, were watching not. Vampires no. Sparkle. It was the weirdest no, thing in the world. To, they I swear were. to you, they were. I remember looking up being like, 
Wait, Edward what? Cullen? <laughs> yeah. That's that, insane. Which made it that much creepier and weirder to me. Yeah, I was like, that actually is scarier than it, what we say. Exactly. Yeah. Like hospital footage or like yeah, weird, like, 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 oh my God. Okay, they just this was like so, like such a like I weird. Like, also, it would have been dis- so much better if it was like Blade yeah, or I was really anything. Of I was really hoping Home you were going to say, yeah. Three. I was hoping you were going to say the like Monsters. Blade or Buffy or like a good vampire. Whatever. Like no. a black Twilight. and white va- Twilight. Fucking Twilight. And after I'm like, okay, I got to go. Like, this is that all That was bad. the final. That, that was, the was the straw the that broke straw. the camel's back. Yeah. That was like. But it was just like this <gasps> onslaught shit. of like red lights, baby crying, drugs, whips, Whipping, blood, blood, fangs. What? Twilight. <laughs> what? Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Also, like, what kind of vampires do you think you are? Why are you playing that movie? You're not real. Exactly. I was like, oh, this... you don't really you know. You can be so extreme to cut yourself, but not extreme enough to not love Twilight. Right? Exactly. To also love Stephanie Meyer. That teenage girl in me. It was no. the most disturbing visual I've ever wow. seen. Wow. Oh that God. story ended in the best way it could have, I think. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that at all. All right. Yep. So, (laughs) okay. So before Lauren and I wrap this up, we have to thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me, Justin. Thank you. Um, This is really fun. It's been a blast. I love it so much. Check out your comedy album. It's on iTunes. iTunes, Spotify. Yeah. Just search and Justin Foster. Dangerous. It's on Spotify too. It's on everything. Oh Ooh, my nice. god! Yeah. I was like, everyone's got Spotify nowadays. Foster the podcast is yeah. your podcast. It's there, yeah. And you're Listen. still doing stand up. I am still doing stand up. Perfect. Yay. So yeah. look out for. What's your website? Is it Justin, Justin Foster? Comic. Justin Comic. Justin Comic. Instagram Justin Comic. Facebook yes. Justin Comic. Twitter Justin. I want to come do a show. Yeah, I hear please some stand up. It's yeah. great. Ashley, we'll have a little date night. Ashley went old school and bought my CD. I did as soon as so he awesome. said it was coming so out. I bought his CD. I saw it pop up because I saw it on my website and, yeah. I, and I get like a little notification. I was like, "That's awesome." That <laughs> is really. She wouldn't I'm even want to buy school. a CD. Yeah, yeah. I'm really old you school. Are old school in that I, way, I still adorable. have. Look at all these DVDs. I love like, it. I still, I still buy CDs and DVDs. I refuse to get rid of them. You have copies of Twilight I have on DVD. So many. Thank you for awesome. coming on. Thank you for having me. This yeah. is really fun. Absolutely. And good luck yeah, flying. Good luck flying. <laughs> oh, good luck gosh. Hopefully it's not a haunted plane. Ooh, it's going to be a haunted plane that six, loses six, an six. engine and I'm going down. The so. in-flight meal is Spaghetti Warehouse. <laughs> Spaghetti Warehouse has sponsored this flight to Europe. Terrible. The only good news is we found out on one of our This Week in Weirds that a 666 plane no longer flies. That's so I'm true. safe. They yes. shut it's it like down. 13 they in shut hotels. it down. There, guys. Okay. All right. Thank you, guys. That's all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird. If we are missing for a week, that's because Lauren is heading to Europe. Sorry about it, but not She's sorry at all. Even on a jet plane. Don't oh no, she we're done. Knows we're all done. When she'll be back again because it's goodness. a two-way flight. Yep, round trip. <laughs> <laughs> Will your husband let you check out any spooky stuff while you're there? Oh yeah, for sure. Really? I already told him, especially in Bar No, it's in Paris. Um, there's a place called the Witch's Rock, and it okay. apparently has a like secret spooky bar located behind it, and you have to follow like crazy specific directions in order to find it. So Great. we're so there. Okay, so I expect pictures yep. and videos. Oh, you know. And, okay. <laughs> I will bring back all the things. But before we leave, thank you so much to artist and cult phenomenon VHS Girl for promoting Yay. our show and painting us. We are incredibly honored. And if you guys haven't yet, get on Instagram and check out Katie 
at VHS girl. She paints the funniest, coolest, weirdest VHS paintings, and they are not even super expensive. And she can paint just about anything you want. She takes commissions all the time. So if you have a favorite movie and you want a quirky piece of art for your apartment, she will make it happen for you. And there's a painting of us now. Yay. (laughs) And it's so cute. We're very excited. I love it. Um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Keep It Weird Cast and our Facebook page Keep It Weird and make sure that you follow Justin as well. He had to leave, um, but uh, at, at Justin Comic, I believe yeah. we will be obviously tagging him and stuff. So right. check him out. Check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com/slash/keepitweirdpodcast to find ways that you can donate to our show. Our patrons will be receiving free buttons and a newsletter soon. So if you want to get in on that, join our patreon today and as always subscribe to our show on itunes and give us a five-star rating if you please please and thank you justin what's our sign off this week uh, uh what I like justin twilight. has <laughs> justin has a like higher voice than yeah, you <laughs> i have a deeper voice than him and i realized it as it was coming out he's a little more in he's, this register yeah, he's a little bit up here, here. Yeah. <laughs> um What's something Texas? Texas. uh, Um, God bless Texas. God bless Texas. Uh, Is that it? Are we leaving it? No, I thought I could come up with something clever. Like, God bless Texas. I feel like that's, you know, that sums up the episode pretty much. I think so. God bless it. We talked about Jesus. We did talk about Jesus. And God bless it. There are some crazy things that happen. Yeah, true. God bless Texas. God bless Texas. And keep it weird. Keep it real weird. I'm happy, though. I could say that. I'm happy. I'm super happy. I hope you guys are happy. Yeah, you guys happy? Yeah. Are you guys in love? Who's in love out there? A round of applause. Anybody in love? Yeah. Well, is, yeah? Is he woke AF as well? Sure, you don't sound very confident about that. You can teach him. Are you guys married or dating? Married. Married? Oh, you sounded very sad about that. <laughs> married. <laughs> Where did you guys meet at, if you don't mind me asking? You guys met online? Why did you just... The, the people on the CD can't see that you just pointed a gun to your head and pulled the trigger, sir. They... Also, your wife didn't see that either. <laughs> So I probably shouldn't have said anything. Now I apologize. All right. We're going to cut that last part from the record, please. We're going to... He's very happy. So that's the... That's the Walmart version that we're going to sell. The guy didn't... No, we're you guys met online? Which site? Do you remember? Uh, Yahoo. Yahoo? I don't think that's a dating site. <laughs> Yahoo. Just like a clickbait ad, and there he was. How do you mean on Yahoo? 1999. 1999. Oh, so you got in. You were trying to get married right before Y2K. I get it. I got it. Yeah. I get it. We're not going to have this computer shit in a year, so let's just lock it. Did you hit, did you hit it with the ASL question mark? ASL? Did you do that? Do you know what that is? It's not like a sex. It's age, sex, location. That's what we used to do back in the day. You got, all right. Where was the first date at? Uh, at uh, a rest, uh, 
A Lebanese restaurant. Ooh, nice. Yeah, very good. And you guys have been married how long? 16 years. Awesome. That's awesome. I love, I love here. Yeah, they, they want to clap. Yeah. You guys seem happy, so that's good. So you guys stop meeting people in bars and get on Yahoo. <laughs> Delete Tinder. Go to AOL. I love finding out where different people meet at. I was talking to a couple the other night, and I asked them where they met at, and she goes, honestly, I thought he was my Uber driver. And I was like, what? <laughs> she just got into some dude's car, and they've been dating for six months. I was like, that's awesome. Could you imagine being that dude, some drunk chick just gets in your car, it's like, take me to my apartment. Like, okay. <laughs> like, I'm trying to get these five stars. <laughs> so he wakes up and says, how did I get home last night? My name's Charles, how you doing? <laughs> you threw up in my Prius, it's totally cool though. You on Yahoo? <laughs> <laughs>